Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of SmackDown on Fox. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by my family to look ahead to SmackDown tonight, the go-home episode ahead of Fastlane on Sunday, which, yes, of course, we will be doing a live stream for on our YouTube channel. Uh, but how are you feeling about SmackDown this week, Hamlet? Fine. Um, we've previewed a few of these before where, like, I don't like to just go over all the ground, but for those that genuinely felt for a period, and I understood it too, uh, what that SmackDown was maybe the best wrestling show out there or certainly comparable to the best stuff we were getting on Wednesday night and obviously way superior to Raw. That's not changed. It has fallen off, I think, in recent weeks. Um, so if anything, I'm quite glad that you've got Fastlane as a bit of a focus. Mm-hmm. In every other sense, Fastlane has served to be a bit of an inconvenience, a barrier, a hurdle, et cetera, et cetera. Tonight, um, in the main event alone, it has established something that we like. We will be glued to. I think SmackDown is offering a main event tonight uh, to a lesser extent, a, a singles title match, but especially a main event that I think you absolutely cannot miss. And it's because of Fastlane's existence that it's got that match. Mm. So uh, fair play to them for finding a bit of suspense in this otherwise interruption on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, it sort of snuck up on us a little bit, this. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this SmackDown does a, does a huge number, despite the people who roll their eyes and say, well, he didn't do anything for, for NXT <laughs> when he popped up there or whatever. This is, what is it, Edge's first TV match in 11 years or something bonkers? He's facing Jey Uso. Do you think, I mean, I assume, you assume, that Edge is going to be the fast lane special enforcer, but there's also going to be probably some shenanigans tonight. What with the the tumultuous pot, including the, the Universal Champion Roman Reigns and the number one contender, Daniel Bryan. Yes, I don't expect this to be, well, I was going to say clean as a sheet, but I guess I expect it to be as clean as the sheets that were on the bed when Edge did his live sex celebration with Luke. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be full of bells and whistles, and that's not to protect Edge as a wrestler. We're not kind of in that zone with Edge anymore. The guy can do whatever he needs without the help of the camera trickery of the greatest match ever or the street fight at WrestleMania, none of that sort of stuff anymore. It's very apparent that Edge can just do this unimpeded. I think they'll just go daft for the finish, for the sake of the finish. Um, Edge will win. I think that 
doesn't feel in doubt. You can't bring back your WrestleMania number one contender and then have him lose his first televised match when already a few questions are being asked about his credibility as a top liner. Mm. Partly because of those ratings, partly because I think a few people, myself included maybe, aren't quite getting the, the full edge we would like. Um, I think he has to win, but I would assume that this will be used, as television matches are, to promote the fast lane main event. I would expect Roman Reigns to do what he can to try and help Jey Uso win, and I would expect Daniel Bryan to be there to stop him doing what he can. Um, perhaps he'll just send Paul Heyman out, and Paul Heyman will fail so that Roman doesn't look like a clown or something along those lines. But you would expect the fix to be in for Jey Uso, but it not quite to work on the night. Yeah, for someone who sort of rolled their eyes and went, oh, great, another pay-per-view. I mean, this is just the Peacock dry run, as we keep saying. I'm really looking forward to Fastlane. Yes, because it starts an hour early. <laughs> I always have to say that because it makes me so happy to know that the main card starts at 11pm. An evening start, not an overnight start, is already brilliant for the likes of myself, Michael Hamlet and Phil Chambers, who will be there on Sunday night covering all this. Just while, while you're on that, by the way, sorry. I was listening to Jim Ross talking about them doing pay-per-views in Las Vegas when he worked with WWE. And they used to start at four o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, yeah, we had an earlier start, but we were out of the building by about eight o'clock. And you've got all those Vegas bars and hotels. Our equivalent of Jim Ross going to a Vegas bar and hotel is getting to go to bed at about three. It's like, get in, get in. Well, yeah, what I was going to say is, one of the main reasons I'm genuinely looking forward to Fastlane is because of this... Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns thing. Now we talked a bit about this. We did a, recorded a preview for uh, Fast Lane, which will be out tomorrow. We recorded that yesterday because the weird way things work, and we all both, well, all of us agree that Roman's probably winning. But nevertheless, it's going to be a bloody good journey. Yeah, uh, couldn't be happier with how this has turned out. Um, as like a yeah, as a distraction from the inevitable. I guess they put that graphic up last week. <laughs> Brian's been so good as a babyface. I kind of wanted the triple threat instead of the Edge versus. We're back at WrestleMania 30 again. We're back at WrestleMania. I wanted Brian to somehow worm his way into the match just so we could have a a winner that will get the support of the audience because I do fear that Edge maybe won't get the response, a response akin to the one he got the Royal Rumble in 2020. Let's say mm. I don't know if he's going to receive that at WrestleMania. We're not going to get that. It's going to be Edge versus Roman Reigns. It's going to be a singles match. But I've really, really enjoyed Brian's typically earnest attempts at selling himself um, in this slot. It'll almost feel sad when Brian inevitably ends up in something like an Intercontinental title multi-man match because he feels right now so close to that top level. Again, he has done since before the Rumble. I backed him to mm. win the Rumble. He knows how to talk about himself at this time of year in a way that has everybody, even if you've kind of forgotten about him as a force, looking and going, man, he could though, couldn't he? He yeah. could. He's going to do it in the match. He's talked you into that and he's going to wrestle you into it on Sunday as well. And that's, you feel so assured that it, it's impossible not to get excited because he did it in a minute and a half at Elimination Chamber. He's yeah. going to do it with ease with 20 minutes to play with on a pay-per-view main event. Yeah, it, someone asked me this. Like you say, there's, st there's still a bit of me and I'll be sitting there on Sunday night going, they could just make it into a triple threat if they do some screwy finish here. Mm -hmm. And it's like the one time where I'm actively willing a screwy finish from WWE on paper. <laughs> but yeah, someone uh, asked us, I've not actually had the chance to get around to talking to about this on, on the news, but I saw someone tweeting us a question the other day saying, what, what would you have as the first thing at WrestleMania? And I was like, well, if he's not in the main event, send Daniel Bryan out for literally any match and that crowd's going to go bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it, it's... 
I don't know. It's Brian, man. It's the it's what was worryingly at one point an annual difficulty for WWE to try and address, mm. and they've kind of steered themselves back into it. It's not Daniel Bryan's fault that he works under the instruction of a Friday afternoon in the Thunderdome. Tonight, can you go out there and sell people on thinking that you might win the uh, the Universal title? Yeah, no mm. bother. And then he does such a good job that we find ourselves every March or February, whatever, talking about him in these terms. Mm. Um, good. Like, ultimately, good. We do these podcasts and everybody listening, it's a post-KFAB era. We talk about the storylines as much as we talk about the things happening behind the storylines. However you invest, it's just nice to invest. And that idea that there will be a vested interest in Daniel Bryan winning on Sunday is enough. And I, I bet I wasn't the only one who re-watching what happened on last week's SmackDown, I thought, imagine going back in time and meeting yourself four years ago. I'd probably first and foremost warn them about the ongoing global bastard. But after that, <laughs> if you turn around and said, yeah, in uh, in four years' time, um, Edge is going to eat a running knee from Daniel Bryan uh, amidst the build towards WrestleMania, <laughs> which features a, a massively over heel Roman Reigns. My head would have exploded. Yeah, that's it. Imagine like giving somebody that and you'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. But it's going to take place in a room full of Zoom calls. What, what now? Well, right, we're going to have to sit you down for this bit. So you have to, you, you can have the deal, but you have to take the whole lot of it. Would you take it or not? <laughs> that actually, That's probably a question for an entire bloody podcast. <laughs> uh, one other thing which may well make this a huge uh, rating straw for SmackDown is inexplicably the SmackDown women's title being on the line. I genuinely went, what? Well, I saw this pop up on WWE.com. Sasha Banks will defend her title that she's supposed to be defending in, what is it, three weeks now? Three mm-hmm. weeks or whatever it is at, at WrestleMania against Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. Two days before she challenges... Oh, bloody hell, it's so ridiculous, this. Two days before she challenges Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler for the tag titles, inexplicably paired with Bianca Belair. Oh, can they get along with three weeks while they kick each other's heads in? She's putting the SmackDown Women's title on the line. I mean, I've never been more confident of Sasha Banks retaining, either via shenanigans or just a clean finish, jobbing out one of your tag team champions to potentially say, oh, they could lose again on Sunday. But this is mental, isn't it? This feels to me like the biggest tell that, um, I mean, we kind of knew this anyway, but that we're getting a finish on Sunday and Banks and Belair are losing. Yeah, and this, like if they could have gone screwy with it, ultimately they could have um, elected to uh, throw the match out at Fastlane. I know it's a pay per view, but WWE are not so proud that they wouldn't do it if they wanted to save face. Um, but they're going to save face by doing it in advance instead. Sasha Banks is either going to beat Nia Jax here, or at the very least, Nia Jax is not going to be able to beat Sasha Banks. Yeah. So they might go cheap, they might go count out, they might go whatever, thrown out because of the tag match on Sunday. A little bit of me. Right, a little bit of me because SmackDown has done this relatively recently. Um, Sasha and Carmella springs to mind, there will be others. Uh, thinks that this match will break down and we will have the fast lane match impromptu as SmackDown rolls on. Um, Belair will be out there with Sasha, Shayna will be out there with Nia, and then Reginald gets in the middle of it. There's a total blow up, and then we come back after the break and we're having the tag match, only it's not for the belts. And Sasha and Bianca get the win. And Michael Cole says, oh, what an amazing momentum they've picked up now yeah. going into Sunday night. And then that's how you do the the WrestleMania guys getting beaten on Sunday night. I think all of this, no matter how it plays out, I feel like all of this is to protect the fact that on Sunday, your potential WrestleMania main event of at least night one mm-hmm. 
are going to fall to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And I think this is what this is. I think this is what's happening now. It's all to try and make you think, yes, they've lost on Sunday at Fastlane, but look how good they were in the days leading up to it or, or whatever. Mm. So it's either going to be impromptu non-title tag or Sasha beats Nia or at least leaves with the title. It's no fault of, of Sasha or Bianca, but it's a bloody good job. It is Sasha and Bianca leading from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania because I don't think they could have booked this worse in my, if I reckon. Bianca, but they got pinned by sodding Tamina last week. Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I'm not into... I said this last week, um, and I, I just want to clarify last week, my repeated use of the word bitch was to parody WWE using the word bitch. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm not into this kind of like idea that they can't send women out there to just be competitive against each other without it being like, bitch, I'm the baddest bitch. I'm going to see you at Sunday's bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm going to beat you at fast bitch. It's, it's lazy and it's derivative and it's passe. And it's a good reason why the best women's division in North America right now is on a Wednesday night and not in the Capital Wrestling Centre. This is why these things have happened the way they've happened in 2021. Um, yeah, they need to do better by Sasha and Bianca. And I can only hope that once Fastlane's out of the way, um, and they've worked out conclusively that maybe they just shouldn't be a team with a WrestleMania main event <laughs> on the horizon. They can get to saying, I'm going to beat you. No, you're not. The title is on the line. Like, it, 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 I understand this let the wrestlers wrestle mentality doesn't always work, but you've got the boss, like the legit boss, the woman mm. that had to overcome like a friend last year, the Hell in a Cell survivor, the long-standing champion, having never been able to keep a belt versus this EST super athlete, a challenge of which she's never faced before. That's like, that's piss easy stuff with three weeks to go to WrestleMania. So get this muck out the way on Sunday and get to that because that's the meat. That's, that was the meat of this from the moment Bianca pointed at the Rumble sign in, back in January. That's what everybody foresaw for this and everything up, leading up to this point has just like muddied the waters. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. 
let's use SmackDown to look ahead to, to Fastlane uh, as well this Sunday with regards other matches being potentially hoyed onto this card. I mean, at the time of recording, there are five matches on the card. Granted, a lot of them are coming already from SmackDown. Um, and Lord knows what's going on with Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. So that's been taken off the card. I mean, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, fairly certain isn't going to happen in the way that, you know, <laughs> 10 15 minute match style is imagine if it does oh my imagine god if like, like imagine just like you're eight nine minutes in and it's like is anybody getting a bit bored for this <laughs> <laughs> but do you see any any more matches being added to fast lane i mean we're constantly asking when the smackdown tag titles are going to be defended this uh feud between uh Cesarons and cesaro is heating up nicely do you see any more matches being hoid on from there or do you think this is just i mean like you say what three weeks till WrestleMania? You don't necessarily have to hoy any more on there for a show that is just. Can you hear me now? Like, is this <laughs> is everything okay your end in terms of bloody peacock? So Raw needs to pull its weight a little bit, I think. Um, so I could do with seeing something added from Raw less than SmackDown. Um, a couple of things, but it's mainly just fantasy booking or card filling, I guess. I could see the Dirty Dogs and the Street Profits having their singles match, their singles match, their tag match here ahead of a multi-team match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So like the, the Dirty Dogs sneak past the Street Profits and then we find ourselves with several new opponents lined up for the match at WrestleMania. I also wouldn't mind, um, considering that it seems like everyone can stake a claim as number one contender, a multi-brand uh, like tag team turmoil match or something okay. to determine who will challenge Nia and Shayna at WrestleMania. Like a WrestleMania match should be seen as the stake that it is. So if you win a match at Fastlane that entitles you to get in on the WrestleMania card, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So if you take Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke and Natalia and Tamina and Naomi and Lana and sneak a couple of teams in there of NXT, you've got a potential five or six team tag team turmoil match where the winners get the champions. And if you book it before the women's tag title match on the night, You've got the, you know, you've got the added bonus of, oh, could they be facing Sasha and Bianca? No, of course they couldn't. But you can sell it as that, you know? So I really like that as an idea. Uh, I don't know whether or not they're going to do it. I just love the idea as well as I'm going, well, we would have put more raw matches on the card. just ran out of time. <laughs> like, <laughs> take bloody piss here. But yeah, um, if they are going to add more matches, like you say, you'd, you'd think they'd come from the red brand. But again, it's, it's such a weird pay-per-view because it's a pay-per-view, but it's not a pay-per-view and it is also, mm-hmm. like I say, it's just a tester. They're just making sure everything... I mean, it was a, you talked about this back in the day with, with NXT, of course. The difference being, though, that with NXT Arrival, um, and this is maybe something they've not thought about with Fastlane, with NXT Arrival, especially in the um, opener in Sami Zayn versus Cesaro and the main event of Neville hopefully winning the title from Bo Dallas, rescuing the NXT title from Bo Dallas in a ladder match, uh, it was a perfect tester for the WWE Network servers because people were actually going to tune in to watch it. What <laughs> if Peacock are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It worked absolutely fine. It's like, yeah, because 12 people tuned in. And then it just crashes, <laughs> it just crashes at WrestleMania because they've not got to the trouble of building up a fast lane card that's actually going to test the uh, just how robust this new uh, service is. Maybe that's what they've underthought. Maybe on the, what will probably happen is Peacock will like, notice all this extra traffic on Monday and Tuesday when people are like, oh Christ, I best get around to watching Fastlane, I suppose, rather than live on Sunday night when there's, well, we've got um, we've got three logins coming from Newcastle in the northeast of England. Um, they seem pretty keen. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> I can't, can't track anybody else watching it. And they're watching on the old network, so they can't even log into ours. 
I don't, I don't know. There's two nights of WrestleMania. We'll have half the people tuning in for the first night. Half the- <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's a very good point. I never even considered that. Uh, let's talk about the IC title and our best friend here at What Culture, one Big E. A great promo last week. Uh, successful defense of his title and then subsequent attack by Apollo Crews. We alluded to this on the preview again, which is out tomorrow uh, for Fastlane. But does Apollo Crews have the edge on Big E? Because Big E ran through Sami Zayn, no bother. But Apollo has laid him out on several occasions, took him out of action for a few weeks, let's not forget. Yeah, I think um, they've done really well here in finding a way to... Like, I like the booking, and I know it won't be for everybody because they've already had matches, but I like the booking, and we've talked about this on other pods, of Big E kind of fairly conclusively beating Apollo, or at very least having the measure of Apollo Cruz. Yeah, because they drew the first one, didn't they? It was like a double pin. But he got it done in the end. Yeah. And it's kind of forced Apollo to rethink and be a bit introspective you know like as a as a human being would with their failures you know we often learn better from our failures than our successes and that is in a roundabout way what Apollo's done he's gone to somebody very important for some advice he's taken that advice he's absorbed another frustrating defeat and he's gone you know to use their terms he's gone back to his roots he's Mm -hmm. tried to like hard reset his entire life basically the debate about his persona is not one I think we're maybe best equipped to have, <laughs> but the fact that he's done it does show character development. Yeah. And it does show what I will give them a bit partial credit for an earnest attempt to make people care about a brand new Apollo Crews. There is absolutely no, this is not one of them heel turns where the guy doesn't even change the color of the trunks. Mm. There is no blurring of the lines between what Apollo Crews was and what he currently is now. You have a very different proposition, much like Roman Reigns when he came back last summer. You have a very different proposition and are thus allowed to treat this as brand new. Mm. So it's entirely logical that he beat Big E on Sunday and that he have the psychological edge because the guy that Big E beat has been confined to the past by Apollo himself. Yeah. You know, like I, th- I, I think the psychology stands up. I think the story holds up and I'm looking forward to the match. I have to say, aside from whatever mad bollocks goes alongside this Bliss Orton intergender match that's clearly not going to properly happen on Sunday, <laughs> this is the match, I, this, 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 the match I'm most looking forward to after Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. I love this build. Like, I, I get it. And I, uh, you know, appreciate seeing online, especially in the immediate aftermath of that transformation of Apollo Crews, people feeling uncomfortable about whether or not it's, you know, appropriation or not. But I, I believe is, you know, from what I know, it's not them just going, you're going to be Nigerian now or whatever. It's, <laughs> it is, you know, something inherent to, and, and a character I believe Apollo played before on the Indies or something, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you can say what you want about the accent and stuff. I think it, unless you can sit down with Apollo and have an interview with him where he knows there's going to be no ramifications from WWE, you're not going to get a real answer as to, to how he feels or how everyone else should feel about this character. But like you said, I think this is an absolutely magnificent story. And it's the one, one of the few times where WWE keeps going back to the well with a match. And I'm absolutely fine with it. Because like you say, this isn't John Cena, Randy Orton, 48 again where oh, maybe he's got his number this time because oh god it's just it's the same same match over and over and over and over again with just different stipulations hoid onto it this is still just a singles match on sunday for the ic title but it's a story and i'm loath to do this regularly but it's a story you can see a lot of the times in in, in big mma fights 
you you watch you know conor mcgregor nate diaz too where it's it's okay this person's gone through a journey of introspection and, and, and analysis of what went wrong last time and tried to change that. Now, this is more of a, you know, a blatant transformation of a character in Apollo Crews. But the questions still remain of like, OK, well, he's obviously got this more vicious edge. I mean, we saw it before when he was involved in that multi-man and then he came in and got immediately got hit by the big ending. Did he have would he have had that match won had he not had to deal with all the other bollocks around there? And uh, and like you say, it's it's. Has he learned from his experience, previous experiences with Big E? And let's not forget, Big E, he may well have, you know, ripped the neck brace off last week and, and said, I'm back, back, I'm fine, et cetera, or certainly, you know, sufficiently recovered. But if he's carrying an injury against Apollo Crews, I just look at Apollo Crews and, you know, it's more of, a, it's obviously more of a fault of WWE's than Apollo's, but I'm just like, where has this been all this time? It's, it's, great to see someone just really seizing that opportunity and I, I hope he gets rewarded for it as much as I'm uh, not wanting to see a friend of the channel who if he loses on Sunday I 100% will blame us chatting with him on a regular basis in <laughs> one of the reasons why he dropped that title but yeah I love it yeah no it's it's I'm into it it's there's no sort of well there's less anyway of our typical bollocks that we have to talk about which we do as a masking agent to the fact that WWE often just you know book the things like bollocks and they book things without care I don't think they've done that genuinely I don't think all, all joking aside and go to iheroesrock.org uh, unrelated to anything else mm-hmm. but all are sort of like references to Big E aside it's this is one storyline I think that you can I think we've probably been sported with this since the start of the year because you can mm-hmm. just trace it back and you could just see I didn't see the embracing of his heritage being quite so full on, but I certainly saw the heel turn. I saw a more of a back to basics thing coming after the Roman Reigns segment. Um, so everything that has followed since has gone exactly where I would have hoped and expected it to go. It just, I will say this about a title change. It's a very strange time to do a title change in terms of what happens with both men going forward, because you kind of, you have to figure them both into WrestleMania, but quite how you do that if you switch the title here, I'm, I'm not so sure. I'll yeah. wait with bated breath on that one. Yeah, if you want to know our thoughts on uh, on that match, check out the uh, proper fast lane full length preview, uh, which will be available as a podcast out tomorrow. I'm just terrified, like I say, of them starting the match. Thirty seconds in, Apollo hits his finisher. One, two, three, and then they go. Oh, it looks like Apollo Cruz has managed to kickstart his IC title <laughs> reign, and you're like, oh bollocks! Oh no! <laughs> uh, finally. This is just a personal one I wanted to bring up and, and ask you about. What's going on with Billy Kay? I'm missing her on SmackDown. And and I've noticed, or I saw the other week, uh, maybe last week, maybe the week before, time has no meaning right now, Carmella's looking for a new sommelier. And I can't think of a better role right now for someone like Billy Kay. Um, I just, she's, she is the, the perfect, not antidote, because I don't dislike watching SmackDown, but with all the stuff, she is something that I need on a weekly basis. I know I'm biased, but you're enjoying her, this new character of hers too, aren't you? I am. Um, I can think of one better role from her because let's just say that her potential haunts me. But um, <laughs> if they're not going to just do what they should and put the goddamn iconics back together, then yeah, this this little stint with Carmella could be quite entertaining. I, I approach with caution because um, I love Billy Kay's ability. And it's so important in WWE. 
to just polish any old turd that she's given on any given Friday because not all of it hits and yet she makes it work. You know, not all of it is that. Like, this is the thing, right? Not a lot of what Billy Kay gets given would be classified as a oh, creative genius or this, like, inspiring content. <laughs> yeah. It takes a performer to elevate it, you know? It takes a performer of tremendous talent to elevate it. Billy Kay elevates it. That's harder than just being given good material and delivering it well. And I think that's, especially that's what she was doing with the Riot Squad. Like, that was such half-baked stuff mm. that in the wrong hands, I don't think it would have been half as entertaining as Billy Kay made it. But yeah, um, she was looking for kinship and looking for people to give her CV to, and Carmella now finds herself without Reginald. I think there's I think there's charm at a minimum and a half-decent feud at a maximum. Mm. I think if ultimately this starts with them having a bit of an odd couple relationship and then morphs into... This might seem like a lofty comparison this week more than most, but if it morphs into something like what we have now have with Britt Baker and Rebel, where you've got a proper running buddy for mm-hmm. a heel character who is more about the comedy than about the in-ring, it's a fairly proven act. It's a fairly proven formula. And whatever Carmella does next in terms of feuds needs to feel meaningful because she's mm-hmm. just lost a pretty big title run. And when wrestlers do that in WWE, like look at, I'm leaning on AEW a lot for inspiration today, and I apologise for that, but I guess it's because it's a SmackDown reviewer and they're fighting to see which is the best show of the week. Um, <laughs> but look at um, look at how AEW um, siphoned John Moxley into the tag division when he conclusively lost his singles title feud. So he doesn't feel like a guy spinning his wheels because he's immediately got something else to do yeah. in, tag, in tag matches instead. WWE are not anywhere near as elegant with that sort of thing. Carmella has lost conclusively to Sasha Banks, and then it's like, well, shut up, Carmella. That's you for six months. And you just go <laughs> the back of the queue and run the treadmill until it's your turn for a title shot. It'd be great if, like, oh, it turns out you can have purpose without fighting for titles mm-hmm. and you turn up for work in WWE. Who knew? It'd be nice if this Billy Kay thing maybe gave them a match with the Riot Squad, for example. Mm. You know, maybe like that Billy Kay has remembered that she was kind of pied by the Riot Squad and she saw Carmella and the two of them. Channel off into something with those two. Not everyone can fight for titles, but everyone should still fight for something. Yes, exactly. And I didn't realise you were talking about him in relation to Carmella, but I am going to think of Billy Kay as SmackDown's John Moxley going forward for the time being. <laughs> um, right, this has been the SmackDown <laughs> preview. violence! <laughs> Let's know your thoughts uh, on tonight's show and on Fastlane on Sunday on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hampler at... Sorry, I'm absolutely gone. That is that is unbelievable. I just want to imagine the two of them sitting in front of a flame like Moxley and Kingston did. <laughs> Pamela calls their Batman. I said, well, I do like that. Um, I'm uh, at Michael Hamford. That's done me for the day. John Moxley uh, and Billy Kay. Only, only on the SmackDown preview with us hey. two. Would Dickhead turn to 11? Would John Moxley be compared to Billy Kay? How have we got here? What is it? John Moxley wears Billy Kay pajamas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow India, it. India. <laughs> That's the iconic sentence, but it's a shame. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilburn. Follow us all at WWE, uh, And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, the Daily Wrestling Podcast. Smackdown Review tomorrow uh, with Phil and Gareth. And as I mentioned earlier, our fast lane preview with myself and Michael Hamper ahead of the pay-per-view on Sunday at a reasonable time, uh, which we will be live streaming our reactions to on our YouTube channel. So do join us for that. And... Uh, over the weekend, check out the Fastlane quiz, which will be going up as a video very soon as well. But this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamford. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. <laughs>